I'm Laura Herberg, and this is Curiosity, where listeners ask questions about Detroit and the region. Tires litter highways. You'll see rubber torn to shreds or flats leaned against cement dividers. But on a stretch of I-94 just outside of Detroit stands an 80-foot-tall behemoth. The Uniroyal Giant Tire has towered over Allen Park since 1966. Listener Valerie Brenner grew up in Metro Detroit, and she says rumors about the giant tire have always confused her. As a kid, she wondered if a giant vehicle was missing a tire. I just don't under, didn't know why it was there and, you know, how it got there or if it was even a real tire. In this episode of Curiosity, WDET's Jack Philbrandt goes the extra mile to get Valerie some answers. I've brought Valerie and her daughter to the tire. We're standing right outside it. It's a different experience standing in its shadow than seeing it from I-94. Its scale up close is overwhelming. In a little bit, the groundskeeper will let us inside. But first, let's talk about how the tire got here in the first place. The giant tire started capturing people's minds at the 1964 New York World's Fair. Sandwiched inside the tire we know today was a Ferris wheel that carried people to the top for 50 cents. Stephen Fry is an author and inventor who wrote a book on the giant tire. We met at the Allen Park Public Library. He says the fair team designed the Ferris wheel, and eventually, U.S. Rubber, soon to be called Uniroyal, stepped in as a sponsor. And they had a few stipulations of their own. They wanted to be the only tire uh, manufacturer represented at the fair, and they also did not want any other Ferris wheel at the fair. So they got the exclusive rights to be the only tire manufacturer and the only Ferris wheel. All sponsors had to remove their attractions after the fair, and Uniroyal was not sure what to do with a giant tire. So they actually tried to give it away. Uh, they tried, uh, they put in news, newspaper ads uh, that basically said, free giant tire, you just have to come and take it from us. Because you can imagine the expense. Uh, you can also imagine the press, if they threw away the tire and it went to a giant landfill, that would be a disaster. The giant tire display was split up into two parts. The Ferris wheel itself went to an amusement park in New Jersey. It was one of the largest Ferris wheels at the time and named the World's Fair Skywheel. But the tire-shaped fiberglass shell had a different fate. It came to Uniroyal's Midwest sales office in Allen Park, Michigan on 22 semi-trucks. Michelin bought the giant tire and Uniroyal brand in 1991. Fry says Michelin considered tearing it down. According to Fry, the contractors Michelin hired said that would be a mistake and the tire was saved. The few people that say it's an eyesore are greatly outnumbered by the people who absolutely love it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a landmark for them. Back at the tire, caretaker Frank Artman lets Valerie, her daughter Annika, and me inside. Come on in. I've got the light on inside there. Okay, you take sweet. a look. All right. Yeah, I'll follow you, Valerie. Okay, awesome. Inside, it looks like a tire-shaped cave with the curved ceiling stretching 80 feet to the top. It almost reminds me of a, like a lighthouse. The one time I was inside of a lighthouse, and it, although it's not curving, like a lighthouse stairs, but it's very scary and very yeah. tall. <laughs> Valerie admits this isn't what she pictured it was going to be like inside. What did you expect it to be like inside? I thought inside? it was going to be a real tire with rubber. It's like a giant skeleton and it, it's, it's bonkers. It's huge. It's like a roller coaster 
almost inside. Have you been up to the top, Frank? No, I would never try it because if I <laughs> fell, they'd probably never find me and find a skeleton in here. What do, what do you walk. think of it, Annika? <laughs> I think it's cuckoo. <laughs> it reminds me of a dusty garage. It even has that garage smell. White paint is starting to peel off in paper-sized sheets. We dodge cobwebs as we explore. At one point, a mouse crawls up the wall. Michelin says the giant tire will continue to watch over I-94 and be a landmark for years to come. But I kept finding people saying they'd like to see it restored to its original vision as a Ferris wheel. Valerie says a lot of kids would be lined up to ride it. They should make it again because the kids everywhere in Detroit love this. The little kids love it. They go crazy when they drive past it. That story was produced by WDET's Jack Philbrand. Some of you may have heard stories about the giant tire rolling over I-94. Jack finds out if that ever actually happened after this short break. So you heard from Stephen Fry in Jack's piece. He was the author of the Giant Tire book. Jack sat down with him for quite a while, and one of the things that they got to talking about is the rumor that the Giant Tire actually rolled across I-94. Here's that part of their conversation. Where did your interest start with the big tire? I would say I always am, always have been interested in history and something like the giant tire you pass by it every day and there was nothing available to actually look up to learn about what it was where it came from things like that and so with the advent of the internet you start looking at that and you find the term misinformation is used now but seven years ago when i started my research nobody used that term but that's what was happening people would post things on social media uh, talking about the tire as if they really knew the, the facts, um, but it turned out it was only what they had heard. Uh, so there's a lot of hearsay and what they call now misinformation about the tire. Do you have a favorite rumor or story or anything that you think the public needs to be set straight on when it comes to the big tire? Well, the absolute biggest one is that it rolled across the freeway at one point, um, which not only is that just ridiculous on the surface, it's actually impossible. Um, that was uh, started an urban, urban legend, urban myth from an April Fool's story in the free press. Let's pause and hear an excerpt from that 1974 story entitled Our Worst Fears Realized, The Big Tire Rolled Free. In the article, the giant uniroyal tire is referred to as Uni. A journey of a thousand miles begins with a single revolution, Uni sensed. And it was also painfully clear that the first turn would be the stickiest because the bottom of the super tire was embedded in concrete. Uni tentatively tightened its inner tube and attempted to a quarter turn. Nothing. Again it tried. Again nothing. It was stuck. Then I remembered a bit of advice from AAA. When bogged down, rock back and forth. Its cords straining with effort, Uni pushed against the stony grip of the concrete, first forward, then back, forward, then back, again and again. For two full weeks, Uni was at it. If nothing else, tires are persistent. I'll never stop trying, Uni vowed. That blimp's days are numbered. I'm not new, but I'm no retread either. I've still got 30,000 good miles left in me. Then late one afternoon, as rush hour traffic whizzed along the highway past Uni, the concrete began to give. 
a fissure appeared on the base of the pedestal. Like an old porch, the base began to crumble. Freedom, grunted Uni. Summoning up one last burst of energy, the big tire turned itself forward and rolled off the pedestal, across the dirt shoulder, and into the middle of I-94, causing incredulous, panicky motorists to slam on their brakes and swerve to avoid the mammoth obstruction. Free at last, Uni attempted a right turn to roll with the flow of traffic, but it could not move. Frantically, it tried again. No go. Am I stuck? Uni wondered frantically. Do I have a flat? No. The horrible truth was that Uni was just too tired to roll another inch. It had totally exhausted itself, breaking free of the concrete. That was WDET's Russ McNamara reading an excerpt from a 1974 April Fool's Day article published in the Detroit Free Press. Despite this satirical story, the giant tire has never actually rolled across I-94, and Fry says it never will. It's not a round tire. Um, it's a building that happens to be circular. Um, if you go inside, you'll see it's got pilings, and, and I, I believe the actual structure goes down 15 feet underground. It's a, it's a steel building. So if it were to uh, break loose, it would just topple over and crumple. Um, it, there's no way it could roll. That was author Stephen Fry speaking with WDET's Jack Philbrandt. Fry's book, One More Time, is called The Giant Tire, From New York World's Fair to Detroit Landmark. You've been listening to Curiosity, a production of 1019 WDET-FM, Detroit's NPR station. I'm Laura Herberg, the executive producer of the show. Thank you to Valerie Brenner for asking this question. Also, thanks to Raquel Wallace, who also asked about the Giants hire, but who wasn't available to take a trip inside. Thank you to Jack Philbrandt for reporting the answer to their questions. This episode was produced by me with mastering and additional mixing done by Connor Anderson. Our music is by Will Sessions. Thanks to WDET podcast manager David Lyons for production support. WDET's digital team is Dave Kim and Sophia Joswiak. Curiosity is driven by your questions. If there's something you're curious about related to Detroit, please ask about it at WDET.org curious. If you don't have a question, but you still want to help us out, you can always give a tax-deductible donation to WDET at WDET.org donate or leave Curiosity a review on Apple Podcasts Both those things really help us out. All right, till next time. Bye, guys.